We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name's Adam Schubert. And I'm always joined by my friend, Lyndon Burton. This is episode 46, Lyndon, and we took a week off, but we're back. Yeah, we're man. We're back to review a movie. Yep, took a, took a little week off. We, and, and, and sorry to the fans, there weren't that much news out that week, and we were at the Pels event, and we just couldn't. We didn't want to give you guys a bullshit podcast, so we were like, we just take a week off. Be back strong next week. And we got a lot of good news to talk about. One story in particular that I'm super, super excited about. We kind of predicted this when we heard what was going on. But nonetheless, yeah, and we're talking about Toy Story 4 today. I think we should rank them after we're done talking about them. And then, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited. Because I I think my ranking's going to be different than yours and different than a lot of the people that have been talking about movies uh, and about Toy Story this week. Sure, I don't know too much of the opinions of who's been talking about Toy Story. I kind of stayed out of it because I want—I didn't want to go in there with knowing how people Pre- felt about it. I just, yeah. I just knew that people were positive about it, um, and I kind of have to eat a lot of the, the words I've been saying on this podcast. But I mean, we'll get to that when we talk about Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you gotta apologize myself too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, man. Next last week there was not even a trailer. You know. Yeah, nothing. We could we we couldn't go see a movie because of the Pels event, which is was dope. Zion, heck yeah. Yeah, let's dance. <laughs> but no, I'm uh, glad we can apologize. Like I wanted to say that. Like that's the thing. Like when we trash stuff on here, if we're wrong, we will come apologize. Unlike other platforms. Like that's the good thing about the Bros Who Binge. When we're wrong, we'll let we'll we'll tell you guys. Like, look, we were wrong. We made a mistake. But that should know that we're honest well, with you guys. And like, it's the good thing about being wrong about movies. It's if, good. If, if, it's, it's a good thing. Like, if yeah. you go into a movie and thinking that it's gonna be shit, and you come out of it and it's not shit, then like, that's the greatest feeling because then you completely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't wish, and and I, and I know you don't either. N- neither of us wish for movies to be bad. It just so happens we go watch them and they're bad. It's not like yeah. we're like, oh yeah, like. We, we said we didn't want this Toy Story. We thought it was going to be bad. That didn't mean that we were going in there like, oh, yeah, I hope this movie is bad so our takes right. No. no. We want all these movies to be good because if not, we're wasting our time watching them. Like, we yeah, still man. pay for these things. It's not I like wanted X-Men to be great. Me too. Because I loved <laughs> First Class and Days of Future Past. Apocalypse was kind of ass. And I wanted them to rebound because I like Fastbender and McAvoy. But, yeah. you know, shit happens. But, hey, Shuby, man. Um, no, oh, no I mean, you you wanted to say something that you were telling me off air that you've been watching something recently. Oh, I was gonna do it on movie on the rise because a new season. Oh came. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll so save gonna, it for was, that. Yeah, I was gonna wait um, for that. And and I'll save mine as well because I've been watching only two things this week, and one of them being Naruto, the other being my movie on the rise this week. Aren't you finished with Naruto? Pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much the first arc. Uh, well, the, I guess the, all the childhood stuff. Yep, now it's time for you to go to Shaputin. No lapels ready. I'm excited to see what Shuby thinks for uh for Shaputin. It's time for him to get going. Right after we finish this episode, actually. Yeah, yeah. I would say 
Favorite side character right now? Probably. I have a real soft spot for Rock Lee, but mm-hmm. like I just feel like um, Neji's about to make a big time comeback some, somehow. Oh, do you want me to let you down? Oh, he doesn't? Mm-mm. Well, that's kind of good because he's a dick. Yeah, Neji does not have like, like, he becomes nice and like he has some moments, but like in Shaputin, nah, Neji does not have like that. That's one of the characters that got wasted, like, had so much potential. But Rock Lee, you're in for a good treat. And this is something me and Krissa was talking about, because you said you don't like Sasuke, and neither does Krissa. I'm an, I'm an Uchiha fan, because I love Sasuke. He's one of my favorite characters in the show. I even have a Sasuke sword, one of the only, rep, like, replica things I have. But I was talking to him about this. I don't think, and I want to know your opinion real quick before we get started with the show, I don't think Sasuke is Naruto's true best friend. And I know you're not at the point yet to where you can understand this, but I want to just know your take on it from just seeing Naruto. I think Naruto's true best friend is Shikamaru. Well, see, like, that was my whole thing with, like, it's not that I don't like Sasuke or Sasuke's character or, like, anything about that. It's just that I didn't really feel that they were best friends. And I was like, okay, so you're just going to, like... Call Naruto your best friend just so you can kill your best friend because you think that you need to kill your best friend. I'm like, that's lame, bro. <laughs> well, and see, I can't wait for you to watch all the Shikamaru stuff, like, and just see how he's his best friend. There's certain things that happen in Shippuden that valid- that validates my hot take with that because you don't know. And it's crazy because the Naruto show is supposed to be when they're kids, but you don't get a lot of backstory. You get more of that in Shippuden. And when you see some of the things that Shikamaru did for Naruto when he was a child and just how his family always accepted him, Shikamaru is Naruto's true best friend, like 100%. Sasuke yes. is like his, his, his like lover. Like, you know, Sasuke is his rival. <laughs> hey, they kiss in the first episode or the first couple they, episodes. So. Uh, they definitely do. But shoot me, my friend, whenever you're ready, let's get started. All right. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff to get into, and I definitely am ready to talk about Toy Story. So let's get into it. Uh, The first thing, we actually do have a trailer, and it's for Charlie's Angels. At first, I was kind of like, but then Kristen Stewart kind of sold me on it. I love. See, I'm a big Kristen Stewart fan. She sold me on it. When I saw her in this, I was like, oh, yeah, here comes Kristen Stewart doing her thing. This is why I thought she should have been Catwoman, but she can't be now. No, no, no. And that African-American woman kicking butt, like, those two were badass. And I even thought Kristen Stewart, I was like, man, I didn't know she was this beautiful. Like, she looked really good in that oh, yeah, trailer. Man. And then, like, okay, the Princess Jasmine from Aladdin, I was like, okay, so she's the newbie. They're going to have to really sell me on that because I don't know if she has the comedy chops to pull off being the fish out of water like i really got it she was she, she got her start on disney channel i know but like they gotta she, sell me on that she uh I've, I've lemonade mouth is technically a comedy i believe comedy musical whatever i did this like that's the only one i didn't like but in terms of kristen stewart and that african-american girl um I'm, I'm i'm excited you know i like the drew barrymore charlie uh not charlie Theron, jesus christ no drew barrymore cameron uh What's Cameron Diaz movie? Jesus, sorry, Charlize. Cameron Diaz is not that great of an actress. You are a f- phenomenal actress. But Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, I liked it. And at the time, I thought it was dope. You know, it's one of my childhood action movies. So I'm excited to yeah, see Yeah, I like that one. Are you excited for this? Uh, I'm kind of interested in it. Do I think it's going to be, like, great. really great? 
No. Mm, yeah, I'm with I you. think it's gonna. I think it's kind of like the same kind of deal with Men in Black. Like I'm so deceived by trailers after Men in Black. Like Men in Black got me so hyped that I was gonna get something fresh, new, same kind of concept, but taken in whole 20, 2019 direction. And I think that's what they're trying to get with this Charlie's Angels, and I just don't know how it's gonna deliver. I think um, it's gonna be like Hobbs and Shaw, like a fun action movie. Probably like, so. Like how I look at the Fast and the Furious, I'm not looking at that for like great cinema. I'm just looking at it as like, oh, okay, this is a dope action movie. And as yeah, long so, as Charlie's Angels does that, then I'm okay with it. So I've been watching a lot of trash reality TV because I've been like, you know, some reality TV is really trash. I just want to see how trash it really is. And you know, like Elizabeth Banks is doing press my uh, press your luck right now. Like, oh yeah, the Whammy, the, show. the Whammy Show. I love that. I've been oh my it gosh, well. dude. And like I'm like, how did they get Elizabeth Banks to do press your luck? I know, and I thought that was so, a weird hosting. Like she's not she doesn't seem too like excited. And I don't really like it. No, me neither. I like the show. Like the only reason why I'm watching it is because I love the press your luck like concept. But like I wish they would have got like, I don't know, Kevin Hart or somebody. Like, you know, it doesn't like or Bill Burr. So just some somebody like funny. She's not yeah. funny. Yeah, it just it's just aggravating because like I love her because like they could have got Aquafina. Oh, Aquafina would have been funny, but yeah, exactly. Because you know she was great in *Brightburn*, and then she's gonna be directing this *Charlie's Angels* uh, along with starring in it. So I really want to see what she's gonna bring bring to it. And I, you know, I've I've heard a lot of interviews with people that she's worked with and how she is behind the scenes, and she's a she seems like a really a person that people really flock to to make good films. And I'm yeah. hoping that, that she, you know, really gets some help from all of her, all of the the friends that she has in Hollywood, and just puts this together and makes it a smash. Because I mean, it's got a good, it's a good time. It's right there near Thanksgiving week, and, and we're so in the I female think, action movie boom. So like, why not bring back Charlie's Angels? And they look like they're taking away the the Charlie. You know that it looks like they're doing it more like a female spy group than of three females led by this guy Charlie, who like. Makes weird innuendos, <laughs> and you see, I don't really think that's gonna make anyone feel weird. You know, I feel like everyone's gonna get on board with that because it doesn't. It's not really changing things too much. Yeah, you no. Know, I think just, like when I think when when you started, you know, doing gender movies based on old mo- different films or like you know, like and we got one we're talking about much. next. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so which is what we're gonna talk about next. But like, when you have like the Ghostbusters movie, it's like so obvious what they're trying to do. And this, if you wanted to change up that thing, but I don't, I do not. The one thing I do not like is no that Noah Centino is playing a nerd because no one's gonna believe that. (laughs) He also is getting chubby. I guess for the role, or maybe he's getting, or maybe that's just pre-bulkiness for He-Man because he's got to be getting bulk. For He-Man. Yeah, he was definitely, let me not say chubby, he was definitely bulkier in this trailer. He's getting the gains, man. He's getting ready for him to be He-Man. Yeah, exactly. But what we got next on the docket? Yeah, let's talk about this uh, this Ghostbusters story. So Paul Rudd is going to be in the new Ghostbusters, which is titled Ghostbusters 2020. Uh, it, it really? Yeah. Oh, real? Uh, okay, dope. Um... And which has Jason Reitman attached to direct, and Paul Rudd is a really exciting ca- casting. So we'll, we'll uh, do we know too more about who's in that? I think we could mm, do just some like some casters. Hold on, I'll pull I'll pull it up. But 
I'm 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 excited. I, I get, look, we've talked about this Ghostbusters thing, like how it's kind of a slap in the face to these ladies, but the ladies are like whatever, they're over it now. They, it has Finn Wolfhard, uh, Sigourney Reaver, Grace McKenna Grace, uh, Carrie Coon. So it has like. A, a, a pretty de- good casting, and Paul Rudd's hilarious. Jason Reitman says he's going to pay homage to both films, so hopefully they can get this right. It just, it's just, you know, I'm kind of mad on Ghostbusters now. Ever since, just like all the, it wasn't that the film was bad; it was just like everything surrounding the film. The film wasn't as good as it was. I'm just kind of just over that IP right now. But if Paul Rudd does a good job, Carrie Coon, Sigourney Weaver, I'll check it out. Yeah, I've said it pretty confidently that's called Ghostbusters 2020, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that that's what it's called. No, I think it is. I just, when, I, when I typed up. it in on IMDb, that's what came up, so. Yeah, like, straight up, it's called Ghostbusters 2020, which I think is kind of funny. Yeah, I think that's um, funny, too. <laughs> I'm hoping it's kind of meta. Ooh, where it, like, makes, uh, makes fun of where, itself. Where, like, we know what, what time period we're at. Like, I almost wanted to be, like, people imagining that this isn't real, but it actually is real, and they're you know what I'm saying? We're like, let's say it's people. It's because it's not supposed to take place in New York, correct? Yeah. So like, it's people that are out in the country, and they're like, oh well, you know that whatever that stuff happened in New York, that's all lies. It's like myth. Like that, that all <laughs> that stuff is all fake. And then like it starts happening. They're like, oh man, yeah, we gotta we gotta be the Ghostbusters now. <laughs> I just I'm I'm like I I just want to see. How interesting it is! I would actually like that take more so than just normal Ghostbusters. What whatever Jason Reitman does, I just hope Paul Rudd brings his Paul Ruddness. Because if Paul Rudd is him, it's gonna be hard for me to dislike this film. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because I'm a big Paul Rudd fan. But yeah. Next up, Sony Television, Sony Pictures Television has just announced that they're developing a new TV series based on the long-running game Final Fantasy. Oof. The series will explore the struggle between (laughs) magic and technology in a quest to bring peace to a land in conflict. Although plot details are being kept under wraps, details have been revealed. The series will feature fan-favorite anti-hero Sid, as well as other aspects from the game, uh, including Magitech, Beastmen, Airships, and Chocobos. The series will be produced by Sony Pictures Television, Square Enix, and Jason F. Brown, Sean Daniel, and Denise Shamadizani for Hive Mind. Hive Mind is also the, the people behind Cavill's The Witcher in Netflix. So, Schubert, are you excited for this Final Fantasy TV show? Honestly, I never played the game. I played like one of, or maybe like two of the games. I don't have too much of a memory of like the story, but I'm looking up this character, Sid. It's an older character, so Joe, I wonder if they're going to bring out uh, the main guy from Final Fantasy, like, is it going to be straight from the thing and bring out Cloud? Which, I mean, if they're doing Final Fantasy, I don't want to see someone else's take on it. There's, like, seven to ten games of storyline that they can follow. Like, follow the storyline, put the money behind it, and you'll have a successful show. At least the gamer community will watch it. You know what I mean? As long as you do it right and, and don't try to take liberties with it, like with The Division, where I said that, oh, they can make kind of their own story with it. This, they need to follow this to the T. Yeah, I, I think a lot of this stuff is going to become really niche. Uh, I don't, I'm not interested in watching this at all. Uh, I'm not going to be honest with you. I just, there's, there's just nothing about it that makes me interested in seeing it. It's Game of Thrones-esque, kind of. Like, not, not in the sense of political and conspiracy thrillers and, like, fighting. Now, granted, it's not the, like, 
that type of world where it's like medieval magic-y. It's more like mixing the future with magic, like sci-fi magic shit. So like it has potential to be good. Yeah, I just have to, I think I'd need have to a see it. Yeah. Yeah, I need to see it. Like it's the same deal with The Witcher. Like I don't know anything about The Witcher, so I'm not really that excited about it. I'm, will I check it out? Sure, but it just it's not, you know. Now you see, I'm good. more excited for The Witcher than this. Yeah. You know, because you know, the Witcher's gonna be flame. Thinking about all these different um, video games now starting to get their chance to be adapted into movies, and they there was actually an Easter egg in Toy Story. You know, you remember the key that they used in the in the movie? Oh yeah, what about it? It's the Kingdom Hearts key. Oh shit! Now that you oh man, I'm a dummy. That was the Kingdom Hearts key. Yeah. Good, ref- good reference, Shuby. No, but so, I was about to say, I thought you were about to go this way with video games. If they're making video game stuff, they're, they're missing out on the one video game that I think could be very successful, God of War. Oh, sure. Like, they need to do Kratos and, like, bring him to either Netflix, do a TV show where you go inside of, like, his, how he became Kratos, and then you could do the three video games over, like, a span of, like, three, four seasons. Or, because I don't know if a movie would work, but if you're going to do a movie, then just do the first God of War game and bust it out. But I'd much rather, like, a series from HBO or Netflix or Hulu. Like, what if HBO was like, this is our new Game of Thrones, God of War? That'd be amazing. Yeah, it'd be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, what I was tr- what I was saying, though, is I'm pretty convinced that we're, we might get a... Kingdom Disney's Hearts going to try and push a Kingdom Hearts movie or a TV series on, on, on Plus or... I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, you know, with the excitement that I'm seeing. Aren't, don't they have, like, a new game that just came out or that's about to come out? No, it just and came they, out and people are hyped for it. No, exactly. what I, look, what if everybody's been like, how can they do live-action Avengers for their all their new live-action Disney movies? What if they did it to where it's Kingdom Hearts? Like, all yeah. these live-action movies lead up to Kingdom Hearts. They all tie together. Like, that'd be crazy. Well, and it's a way to bring Mickey and friends back. True, true, true. If if it's animated, I'd still watch it. But doing live act, well, I don't know how you do a live action Mickey and all those peeps. But you'd have to do it animated. But either way, I'd watch the movie, and that'd be dope for to do on Disney Plus. But next up, speaking of animated features, this is crazy to me. They're doing a Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans movie, and the trailer was released. Shuby, what did you think of this? Well, I had to go digging for this trailer because it was on IGN. Yeah, I was on IGN, and I hadn't heard anything about this until I saw that you put this in. I was like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, is this a movie? Is this, like, on TV? I thought it was but, a spoof. <laughs> no, no, but it looks like it's, it's going to come out in Blu-ray. Yeah, it's going to be a DVD in DC Universe movie. It's going to be, like, one of Oh, it's going to be on the streaming service. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, look, Teen Titans go to the movies... To both me and Shuby, it wasn't for us, but we both thought it was successful, and critics it loved funny. it. It was very funny, and I'm excited to see them versus their old selves. They're going to bring some of the touch of the OG Teen Titans movie with these guys. Dope, because something that I realized, when you watch the OG Teen Titans series, it's more similar to Teen Titans Go than people want to realize. Like Teen Titans Go is the same thing as the OG series without the action. And If you take out the action and ramp up the comedy... That's yeah, ramp up the camera. Yeah, like they just took they. It's the same character motivations, same character development. It's just like you said, ramp ramp up the camp in the comedy. But 
I'm excited for this. I'm going to definitely check this out when it comes out on the streaming service. Sure, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting, and it's going to take... Uh, I was reading uh, something where it's going to take not only the Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go, but also other... You know, you know how in Teen Titans Go we got other young justice styles and stuff like that like that's going to be another theme in this as well with the multiverses Ooh, Ooh, so a multiverse the animated shows that's up yeah i saw something where they're going to put like a 60s animated show in there too oh okay okay so maybe either the og uh batman or something like that batman and super friends that'd be dope and the wonder twins and all that like an old old robin yeah okay i'm down Word. Shout out to those guys. Be sure we'll give you more information as as it comes to us, but be on the lookout for that and check out the trailer. Uh, let's move into some movie news with Marvel. Marvel's The Eternals has added some Hayek to its already impressive cast. According to the raps, I'm Berto Gonzalez, friend of the show. Yes, yeah, shout out. Uh, the From Dust Till Dawn actress is in negotiations to join Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, and Kumal Nanjani in Marvel Studios' Cosmic Adventure, which will be directed by the writers Chloe Zhao. This is an interesting casting. This movie's becoming this is more crazy diverse. casting. I'm down. Look, this, and then you never forget that, that Josh Brolin Stanos will be in this movie as well. I believe Kumail Nanjiani is, a, is, is doing a voice acted role. But nonetheless, this is a crazy cast. Wasn't Keanu and rumored to be a, a part of this? Yeah. Part of this? Yeah. Keanu so that, rumored. But we don't know if Keanu is going to be a part of this or something else in the Marvel Universe. They're just trying to get him in the But MCU. let's just say he is. Like, imagine that. You know, Salmama, um, Keanu, Keanu, Richard Angelou. Yeah, crazy, crazy cast. I, I I can't say much about this. It's, it's it's cosmic Marvel, which I know the least amount about. But it's it to be with all the eternal Thanos in that realm of Marvel people. I'm just excited to see Spider Man on Tuesday. Try to get you guys a review out for, it and so we can uh, so we so we can see where Marvel's going after this. Because people are saying that Far From Home is the best Spider Man movie since Spider Man Two. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people rank it really high. And if you're ranking it higher than Homecoming, then that means I'm going to love it because I've put Homecoming so high on my MCU list. How, so, I'm interested, where do you put Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, and Andrew Garth? Like, rank them real, real quick. Oh, Into the Spider-Verse is my n- number one favorite spider no, j- j- All right, c- cut out the uh, animation. Slide back, actually. Uh, well, then Homecoming... Uh, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Interesting. So you already have Homecoming above the Tobey Maguire's. Yeah. See, I have Spider-Man 2, Homecoming, Spider-Man 1, and then, then, uh, actually, no, I have Home, I have Spider-Man 2, Homecoming, Spider-Man 1 and The Amazing Spider-Man are low-key tied, because I really like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. I think he got, he got a bad rap for, for the second one. The second one was ass. But the yeah, first certainly. one, the first one, he actually nailed Peter Parker's humor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, I love the way he acted as Peter Parker, whereas I think Tom Holland's a good mixture of the both. But I hope that this one can take the spot of Spider-Man 2. I just really like Otto Octavius and what Tommy McGuire did in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man Two was is great. 
Yeah, it's just a great film, and they it was really the best the comic work. Movie. It was the best comic book movie before The Dark Knight, arguably. Yeah, I'd say so. I think it was one of those things where they came out with Spider-Man 1, which is good, a great, great movie, really great villain. Um, and they were like, okay, we did it. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, well, maybe we can take a little bit more liberties with Spider-Man 2, get a little more risky. And, and they, they did. did. And it worked. But and then, then, they, and then they when it was Spider Man 3, they were like, let's get really risky. And then everyone was like, no, 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 stop. And then we got the Tobey Maguire uh, dancing scene. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my gosh, that movie's ass. But uh, speaking, of, Venom. speaking of comic book movies, Shuby, I'm excited to talk about this so much. We figured that this, this was happening, but you didn't want to you didn't want to uh, make assumptions until you know you knew about it. And it's still a rumor, but it I feel like this is gonna happen. Rumor is that Andy Circus is being eyed to board the upcoming DC Comics adaptation of the Batman. Yes, he's joining Matt Reeves' Batman. The role is undisclosed right now, but we can only assume it's one of those villains. I do not think he's going to be Jim Warden. I do not think he's going to be Albert. I do not think he's going to be anybody in the Bat family. I think he's looking at our penguin. What if he was Alfred? Yo, if he was Alfred or Jim Gordon, as I was saying that, I was like, he would kind of be badass as, as both. Yeah, I actually wouldn't be mad at a few Alfred. But I, I, don't I would think like that's him more Jim, be. I'd like him more as Jim Gordon than Alfred, though. I think Jim Gordon. This Jim Gordon's gonna need to be a little bit more. I, I want, you know, I want, I want my animated Batman Jim Gordon. You know, mustache Same. Jim. That's why J.K. Simmons. He was good. Yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons is fine. But, but J.K. Simmons, I, I don't think is coming back to DC because I believe he's back in Marvel. I would rather have someone different than J.K. Simmons personally. I, I really like. I, I honestly really like Gary Oldman. Mm. Um, so like I'd rather have someone, someone like that. that but I mean I'm saying like the way he looked oh Brian Cranston would be perfect then Brian Cranston would be great yep like, they, like they could pull, pull that off that'd be awesome but we don't know how big, big a role that Jim Gordon's gonna actually be playing in this movie so maybe they wouldn't make that leap right now that's why I don't think Andy Serkis Jim no no I, yeah, I, I, I think Penguin would be the most logical villain though I can't see him being Riddler or Two-Face or Firefly. I could see him being Two-Faced just for the fact that Two-Faced is supposed to be close in age with Bruce. Now, yeah. if they're, they're going with, like, Two-Faced was a friend of Thomas Wayne's, then Circus could fit it. But I feel like Matt Reeves is going for tr- real comic book adaptations, and Circus screams Penguin. He just screams Penguin. And you do it to, to where Circus is either the type of Penguin that you want, like, the type of Penguin that's, like, the, the long nose, like, the the... Batman animated series beginning version, or you could do the one that does Iceberg Lounge, or you could do the one that's the war criminal that sells all these like circus can play it in many different ways. And I just think circus or he could do, doing, or he could find a nice way to mix all three. Exactly, where he, he has the some aspects of Danny DeVito comic book Batman, some aspects of new adaptation comic book uh, Penguin, and then have like have like all the versions. I would love it, but. To me, Circus is, is the only thing I could accept is Penguin, maybe Jim Gordon, and maybe Riddler. But like, I just I'm still saying maybe Alfred. Ooh, Alfred wouldn't be, be bad. Like, it would be a, it would be an interesting Alfred seeing Circus do that. I, I just feel like they're going. But, like, but I do think Alfred. we need to go old man Alfred. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Because if I because I'm saying 
the same thing about Jim Gordon. I need to say I need to stick the same way with Alfred because see, because like, I really liked uh, what's his name's Alfred, uh, uh, Oz and Mandy's and Watchmen, the new the Watchmen TV show. Uh, what's his name? The voice of Scar. Uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? The dude who's been on Netflix, Alfred, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I love Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons is Alfred. Like I want someone of that caliber, not Michael Caine, not old, old like Michael Caine or uh, old like Clooney's Alfred, but someone that's young, not too old, but not too young. Like that's why I like Jeremy Irons. Like you know, Alf, an Alfred that can that can kick, man. Like an Alfred yeah. that has some some pop, you know, someone that like. You know, Bruce gets into trouble with Alfred, and Alfred could like punch a dude in the face, and it's not like a campy moment. It's more like, yeah, Alfred knows. Some I stuff. believe it. Yeah, no, I'm looking up older actors right now. Man, who I don't want to say like Al Pacino, but you know what I no. mean. So, he's he's a little too old. Like I'm thinking actors in their fifties. Fifty, yeah, actors in their fifties, sixties. Like this, this isn't who I'm thinking, but I'm like kind of along this line as well. It's kind of like Mark Strong. Ooh, okay, okay. Like okay. how he was it as Merlin, sort of. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Actors between the ages of 50 and 60. I, I want Brian Cranston to be my uh, Jim Gordon, so Alfred's mm-hmm. out of the case. But, hmm, dang, all these actors are 50 and 60, like Brad Pitt? Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Brad well, Pitt is Alfred. No, my gosh, dear God, no. <laughs> Uh, but you get the you get the picture, you guys. That, yeah, that's all yeah. I really have on the. Uh, I mean, humor. I, you know, this is all we have about Andy Circus. Andy Circus, possibly Penguin, possibly Jim Gordon, most likely Penguin. Yeah, most likely. Penguin. And, and we'll leave it at that. Exactly. Com- coming back as Snoke. Coming, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Who knows what JJ's about maybe. to do? Maybe. Uh, so Deadline is reporting that Fox Disney has chosen Thor Ragnarok director director Taika Waititi. To crack a big screen reboot of Flash Gordon. Flash! Masters of the universe! However, rather than being live action, this new take will reportedly be an animated adventure, which the trade says the filmmaker is attached to write and direct. And it's been revealed today that the transparent creator, Jill Soloway, has been hired to write and direct Red Sonia. The movie had been put on hold following the backlash that led to X-Men and Helmer Bryan Singer being fired. Soloway has won two directing Emmys for her work on the Amazon series. And uh, it's now clear that Millennium Films are taking the comic book adaptation very seriously given her hiring. They've been trying to get Red Sonja off the ground for a good decade now and robert rodriguez was originally attached way back in 2008 when his then girlfriend rose mcgowan was eyed for the lead role Ooh, i think both, i remember that yeah i think i do too both these stories are interesting to me i don't know too much about flash gordon i wasn't really a big flash gordon kid growing up i think that was before our era i'm, I'm basically looking at his story he's ba- he's a yale graduate who goes into space and uh, he tries oh, yeah, to stop it. Like, w- Flash Gordon he, was supposed to be Star Wars ish, Dune ish. Yeah. But um, they camped it up too hard, too hard in the 80s. And I think this is probably the best way to do it. Taika Waititi obviously isn't going to give you trash. No. And, um, and like a, what we were talking about with Spider Man earlier, you know, Into the Spider Verse, 
animation is i think the direction that people need to go with these animations like we were talking about kingdom hearts earlier that's the kind of animation animation i think would work for kingdom hearts yeah uh, I'm, I'm looking at this this is crazy he goes it's to a like really some, interesting story yeah he goes to some planet and has to fight the despot and ming the merciless and and okay this is this is fine this is gonna be like like you said like with a mixture of star wars and dune yeah it's it's a really good story that just wasn't done very well in the 80s and i think you know with the way that we can animate now, you, you it makes you unlimited with what you're going to be able to do visually, which is good. Which I think is you know a benefit of what we saw in this Toy Story movie. Oh my god! Like skipping ahead real quick, the first opening scene, the Toy Story looked real. Yeah, like it really. The, did. the rain in the house, I was like, that that's real. That's crazy. And man, this Red Sonja stuff, this is going to be dope because if if it works. You could tie. You could bring in Conan the Barbarian because they're like, uh, mm-hmm, they have yeah. like comic ties. Okay, yeah. this is fire. So I'm excited. Open the universe up. I don't know that much about Red Sonja more as much as Flash Gordon, but I have um, heard of the property before. She's basically like a heroine that's in the in uh, that interacts with Conan the Barbarian. She's like she's yes. like this badass woman who's in that time period. Like she's one of the best killers. She's a uh, yeah. It's it's that's pretty. So much we it. assume that this might all be in the same universe then. Flash Gordon. Yeah. And, this, and Red Sonia. Uh, I I don't know. I these stories weren't supposed to be together. When I was writing it up, I accidentally put them too close. So yeah, I just realized that I was like, why am I reading a different story? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I don't know if this is gonna be the same universe. I think that's gonna be different because I don't know if Disney owns Red Sonia, but. It seems like Marvel has put out Red Sonja comics, but I think this is going to be something separate, and we may see if this is going to be one of those movies that Disney releases after acquiring from Fox. But either way, I'm excited for both properties. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say any who's attached for the Red Sonja stuff. Is it uh, Millennial Films? But yeah, and I don't know who's the head studio behind it. Yeah, so nonetheless... Excited for both of those. Next up, the new season of Rick and Morty will arrive sometime in November, but it looks like Adult Swim is delivering a sneak peek at the upcoming uh, season a few days earlier. On Tuesday, Adult Swim revealed the lineup and details for the second annual Adult Swim Festival in Los Angeles. This year's event will take place on November 15th and 16th and will include a sneak peek from Rick and Morty season four. Schubert, are you going to uh, Adult Swim Fest in Los Angeles? Hell no. <laughs> Why not, man? That's, that might be that might be Liddy. Yo, I'm not going anywhere during college football season. You oh, joking? Yeah, I, I forgot. You, they, Unless it's a college of, football game. I forgot. Might be, might be. But I'm excited. Rick and Morty season four. I'm ready to see it, and you know, getting it a couple days earlier. Hopefully, it leaks online. Yeah, I'm probably leak online. I was looking at the lineup for that Adult Swim festival. I think like the only relevant people are really. Uh, like Little Nas X. Oh, it's a music festival. Yeah, it's a music festival, yeah. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was one of those things where they like show their IP and like I thought this was I thought this was gonna be No, cool, it's not like a Comic Con or anything like that. Yeah, it's that's more, not the, it's like a music No, it's it's like a music festival, yeah. Real, real. Well, that's all I really have on that. Just that Rick and Morty season four will have it in November. Uh so talking more about Disney, because Disney owns the world. Yes, Disney has set its Fox spy comedy prequel, The Kingsman, for release on Valentine's Day of 2020. As And the synopsis of it is this. As a collection of the history's worst tyrants and criminal masterminds gather to plot a war to wipe out millions, one man must race against time to stop them. 
discover the origins of the very first independent intelligence agency. Ooh, okay. So this is we're gonna learn how the Kingsman got started because it's obvious it's the King's man, so it's the first one. Okay, too far removed from Eggsy and, and everything going on in his world. I'm excited to see this, and this could be more spy than like very more spy and more gadgety, and I'm excited for that. Well, it just really depends on the time period, I because what it made it sound like with Kingsman, and I don't really think they went into the origins. I may have to rewatch the movie and see, but. Uh, I, I thought that it kind of spanned way From back, King Arthur? You know, like King Arthur, yeah. I, I, so, I did too. I just hope this is more so like World War II time. You know what I mean? To where it's like I think it might be earlier than that. Like, but watch, hear me, hear me out. Yeah, London Kingsman in the thirties. But see, yeah, yeah, Kingsman started in King Arthur's time, but maybe the the protocol fell away in like this dude's revitalizing the protocol. It's World War One. It's World War World War One. World War Two. That time where they need the Kingsman back and. Boom. Now they're doing it. All these cool gadgets of the early between the 30s and 60s. Like as long as it falls somewhere in that time period where we get like a James Bond-esque movie, but more like gadgety and more action. Yeah, I'm thinking like James Bond, like uh yeah, pretty much um Peaky Blinders is a little bit too soon. See, too I think that's back. too early. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking but, there's guns still. But, like, I mean? sometime in between that 1902 and 1962. 70. See, I'm, I'm saying 1930 and 1970. That's the time period I'm, I'm predicting between. Yeah, because I could see him doing 60s because I was around the time where Bond started. Yep. And so you could do, like, the same kind of style of Bond movie. Yep. And this they, could be Disney's Bond if they really want to do it right. And like they, and you know how Kingsman had that real gore and like really went for being a spy movie. They need to go for it even more so with this one because it's like right. okay, like now it's like you don't you can yeah you had more technology with Kingsman, but this is like you can really focus in on doing cool gadgets and saying how this is where we advanced from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that'd be super dope. All right, continuing on with Disney and how they rule the world. Uh, they have unveiled their new Pixar film, Soul, which will debut on June nineteenth, twenty twenty. Pixar did release the tag; they didn't release anything but the tagline, and it was "Ever wonder where your passion, your dreams, and your interests come from? What is it that makes you you?" Mm. Yeah. So, Peter, Doctor who won Academy Awards for Up and Inside Out, is directing the story that takes place between New York City and the Cosmic Realms. Soul will be opening against Universal's untitled Pete Davidson <laughs> comedy. I feel like you just put that in there just to throw shots at Pete. <laughs> it's going to be about his life. <laughs> I don't care about like, his damn life. That's what I'm saying. Like Because this dude dated Ariana Grande, this dude got a movie about his life. <laughs> that's funny. But no, man, this should be dope. Like, it, and it's from the the guy who made two of uh, Pixar's most deep in like thought provoking movies. Where yeah, yeah, they're child movies, but if adults watch them, it's like, oh god, this dude's going real, real deep, and he's like really exploring like what it means to be human and like with up growing up and and being old and dealing with death and with Inside Out, knowing about your emotions and knowing about yourself. I feel like this is gonna be a look at like what a soul is, and, like where where do we get like these intuitions and like what when we feel like, like say we have gut feeling i think this is that probably so um 
I, I guess it's I don't, I don't really know where to go for me because I mean all we really have is the tagline and just from that tagline that's what I'm guessing you know but I mean those are really two successful Pixar films Pixar just had another in my opinion hit with Toy Story 4 so I mean I have all the all the trust in, in Pixar for doing whatever they're going to do especially if we're going to give it to Pete Doctor, who's been winning Academy Awards for these two standout Pixar films. So I assume it's just going to be another standout film for, for them. No, um, I but agree. Yeah, I, I'm agree. A, I, I don't know how it's going to be thought-provoking, but it definitely will be. It kind of seems like it's the same, similar concept to Inside Out, but of course it'll be a little different. That's what I'm saying, especially from that tagline and then calling the movie Soul. That's just the the pathway I see them going. But next up, MGM Television is developing a docu-series inspired by the 1986 Dangerfield film, Back to School. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield film, Back to School, in which the comedian's character, millionaire Thornton Mellon, enrolls in college with his son to keep him from dropping out. In typical Dangerfield fashion, he triggers a series of comedic mishaps on campus. The movie, well-loved among Dangerfield fans, also features a young... Robert Downey Jr. and cameos from Oingo Boingo and Kurt Vonnegut. This docuseries will follow college students with their surprise new classmates, their parents. Both children and parents will experience the best years of your life together, but at vastly different ages. Surely some awkward situations can come. Gerratic beer pong, mismatched dorm mates, fraternity brothers with your dad, sorority sisters with your mom. Shubi, does this excite you? This is hilarious. Yeah, this is pretty funny. Yeah, um, I saw that movie, um, Back to School. It's a really funny movie, classic. Um, and the idea that you're going to take something like that and then bring it into real life, like, that's one of those... It's like um, making reality shows based off movie plots, which is, yeah. I guess, a new, a new interesting idea to reboot something. So you is know? this going to be, like, real world, essentially? That's what I'm thinking. Like, or is it going to be more serious because it's a docu-series? Like, what does that, like, what does, what does docu-series entail? A docu-series is like um, Last Chance You. It's, what it's, okay. it's a docu-series. Okay, so, so, it's, it, so it will so be So they like probably the already filmed this over a semester of college, and this is, and they're going to show us the result. Real? Okay, so yeah, this is like college real world. All right, I'm excited for this. Hell yeah, yeah. let's go. Yeah, no, I, okay, so I get you. So having your parents play beer, okay. Uh, I see where I see what those those little things at the end meant. Okay, now I'm I was a little confused reading it, but now I'm excited for this. This is hilarious. Yeah, it's it's pretty much like if uh, if if your dad would have gone to Millsaps with you. Jesus Christ! How that would have been like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Any Millsaps people listening to that, just think about the Pike House with all our parents in it. That wouldn't have went down. Yeah, right. <laughs> that that just been weird. Yeah, that have been awkward. But awesome. I'm excited for that. Shout out to MGM TV. The final story we have is Lionsgate has begun working on a Hunger Games prequel movie based on a forthcoming novel from writer Suzanne Collins. The still untitled novel will be released by Scholastic and set 64 years before the start of the original Hunger Games novels. With this book, I wanted to explore the state of nature, who we are, what we perceive is required for our survival, Collins said in the statement. The reconstruction period 10 years after the war, commonly referred to as the dark days as the country as the country pan them struggles back to its feet provides fertile grounds for characters to grapple with these questions and thereby define their views of humanity this could be fire 
That's what I'm saying, man. When this, when I found out that this was happening, I was like, yes, this is the exact thing that needs a prequel. Because that but was I just the don't most want it to be like part of the movie was no thinking about. Oh man, they've been doing this for seventy five years. Yeah, I just don't want it to be in the and made in the style of how Harry Potter and Hunger Games and Twilight started this teen movie style. We fell off with. Maze Runner and the quality of them went down slower and lower. I want this to be treated like a real property, like a real movie, and it could be something special. Maze Runner 2 was trash. Maze Runner 3 was really wasn't that bad. Okay, okay. Look at you giving shots to Dylan O'Brien and Maze Runner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, old uh, the chick from Effie from Skins. Oh yeah, she's in there as well. Shout mm-hmm. to her. But, yeah, no, I'm excited for this. Like you said, 75 years, I want to see how this started. Like, I want to see, like, what those dark days were. I hope her book is good because the better the novel is means the better the movie could be because they have good stuff to go off of. Like, I just want to see a good a good feature adaptation of this because the idea yeah. is, is flawless. Yeah, I think um, she created a really strong world. It is very similar to the whole... J.K. Wrong situation, but what I think the mistake was that they made there is that they took an adaptation of a, a guidebook. Like, yeah. Fantastic Beasts wasn't a real book, where this is actually something that Suzanne Collins is writing, and uh, I think that if she works as closely with the development of the film, it's going to be true to form and uh, stay true to the idea of the Hunger Games. I, I honestly kind of fell off with the Mockingjay stuff. But I just I think it, all of them. No, I mean, I watched it all. At all. I'm just saying, like, I fell off with it as, as in, like, my fandom. I really enjoyed the Hunger Games. Like, like so, like, Catch Fire and the first one are obviously my, my favorite ones because we have the actual Hunger Games going on. And I don't yeah. know if that's going to be what's going to happen in this or if it is going to focus more on the outside world. See, I like Mockingjay because just with the war and seeing all, like, Katniss with her bow, like, all black. Like I, I, I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. So either way, like I'm excited for this. But Chuby, that's all we got for the, the news. It is time for the box office breakdown. All right. Well, um, coming in at six was Child's Play, so it, it fell off. I didn't. I haven't heard very good things about it, so I'm kind of. Yeah, I heard it was trash. I'm, yeah, I'm exactly. I'm glad we didn't see it either. Uh, but number five is Men in Black International. Uh, I think it's really just carrying and the name's carrying it through now. 100%. And that's why we're probably not going to get a sequel. Probably not. Sad, yep. sad. Too, nah, too bad. Whatever. Too bad. Should have done the 22 or the 23 Jump Street Men in Black. Yeah. Ooh, that would have been Never crazy. happening. Did you, you heard that was, a good, that was an idea, right? Oh, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Secret Life of Pets 2 comes in at number four. I'll see it when it comes on DVD or Netflix. Um, Aladdin is at number three. I'm I'm finally I, every time I talk with someone who's seen Aladdin, it's either like oh, I wasn't like that hype on it, or like wow, it was like so good. So yeah, it's getting a lot of mixed reviews, but I, I, for the most part, I really do think that Disney is dominating the summer. No, they are. That's why I feel like all these comic book things aren't going to Comic-Con and they're like just letting Marvel have it because Marvel's like, we got this big thing and now Sony's not going. Like, uh, Disney is dominating right now. Aladdin was dope. I enjoyed it a lot. I, from Like she said, it's been getting mixed reviews, but from most people out in the real world, not the internet, I've been hearing that they liked it. And then Lion King's coming and they have Toy Story right now. And, and technically Spider-Man. Spider-Man. 
Yeah. Yo, they're gonna make more than two billion dollars this year. They're gonna easily uh, make more than two billion. And I mean, we still haven't even gotten to Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh my god. Yo, Disney might make ten billion dollars from their movies this year. Yeah, it's it's, it's absurd. And then uh, the Disney no- streaming service too. Ah. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, everyone's yeah. buying that. Yeah, that's coming in like a couple. That's coming in September. Nope, October. Oof. And and you know we gotta buy that because the Mandalorian will be out in November. And it's cheap. Yep. True, um, true, true. Number two is Annabelle Comes Home. I'm not going to see that. No, and it's the horror film. So, <laughs> you know, people are watching that. I'm not it's, watching This has kind of been a horror renaissance that I'm hearing from, like, people that are fans of all of this. Is that well, yeah, bro. Yeah. James Wan's Conjuring. He started this whole new universe. Well, it's more of, like, the idea of horror films in the past, I think, were... Oh, let's cheesy. let's yeah. just scare people. Teen, teens. We're not gonna make audience. anything with too much depth, you know. Yeah. And now they're making movies with lots of depth. Oh, and, and I also heard the mid- jump scares. We gotta watch that Midsummer movie because I heard that shit's gonna be the craziest. Yo, that movie looks like it's gonna give people like a crazy ideas in there because that shit looks insane. Yeah, and I feel like I would like to give the movie Hereditary a chance too, which is stemmed off that as well. Real, so we got some uh-huh. horror movies to check out, but and I never saw The Quiet Place, which I heard was really oh, good. Oh, that was flame! Shout out to uh, shout out to uh, what's his name? Our guy, John uh, Krasinski. Jim. Yeah, John Krasinski yeah. and Emily. Blunt. I think it's on Amazon. I'll probably check that out. Way better movie than freaking uh, Bird Box. My <laughs> <laughs> God, Bird Box just copied that movie. Shout out to John Pretty Krasinski much. and Emily. Uh, let's get to number, the number one is Toy Story Four, which oh, we're going to talk about in a little while. Yeah. And now, yeah, number one Toy Story. Of course, that's going to be number one. Let's get to the movie on the rise. Shuby, go first, my brother. All right. Well, if you want to go see movies, the two movies that came out this week, which are, are both things that I'm interested in seeing. I don't know if I'm going to run out to the theater to see them. But uh, Ophelia, which is what Daisy Ridley's been making the talk circuit rounds for, where she is playing... Ophelia and the Yo, I, I knew I thought of something that I had to say today when we were talking about Batman. What if Daisy? I know you want Latino American Catwoman, but if we're getting another white girl, I'm like, dear God, let it be Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley would be an amazing Catwoman for Robert Pattinson's Batman. I guess I don't know. I I'm not really trying to see someone that I've just been seeing in another thing. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You're not into it, but like that, huh? That's my girl. I'm looking at a picture of Catwoman right now on my wall, and she looks like Daisy Ridley. <laughs> I will say that. So, and she can, yeah. Daisy Ridley can do action. If we're not getting Latino American Catwoman, I'm cool with getting Daisy Ridley. Yeah, not, it's not a bad option. Um, and then the other movie that comes out this week is Yesterday, the one about the oh, Beatles. Oh yeah, the, uh, the Beatles movie. I'm, I'm gonna actually yeah. watch that. So. Um, but my movie on the rise this week or TV show on the rise is I've been watching, like I said, only two things this week, Naruto and Big Brother, which Ooh, started this that's week. That's your show. That's I'm actually in fantasy show. Big Brother. Shout out to my boy, Chicago Joe. Oh my gosh. I'll play fantasy Big Brother, like fantasy oh, yeah. bachelorette. Oh, geez. You guys are oh, yeah. winning. I'm winning right now. Good for you, man. Is it, yeah. is, is this season fire? Uh, it just started. So. Okay, so I gotta ask you in like two weeks for an update. Yeah, like they Word haven't. Even ki- well, actually, that's not true. They have kicked somebody off, but like they haven't officially kicked someone off yet. Well, word. That's what's up. Good. For, good I'm glad Big Brother's back because I know that's your jam. Yeah, that's gonna be around until October. <laughs> so word up. All right, for me, 
there's three things. The new season of Girls Incarcerated just came out, season two. They're at a new facility, but the guy who ran the old facility is still running this one. So it's like his program he's doing in Indiana or Chicago. Chicago, Indiana, how should be? Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Yeah, he's doing that pro- program in Illinois, not Indiana. Jesus. And then another one I got is Grey's Anatomy. It just did a new show. It just dropped a new season, and I want to shout out to my GF because I was hating on it before, and I got to apologize because I told her it was shitty, but then I actually jumped into the show. And, yo, Grey's Anatomy's pretty fucking good, man. I've been watching that yes. from season one, so, like, I'm into it. But the new season's in fire, too, because the new season's got me wanting to go back. Yeah, listeners, if you want to trash us for liking Grey's Anatomy, fine, man, but you should go check it out. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you've never seen Grey's Anatomy and you want to trash Grey's Anatomy, just go watch it. Yeah, yeah it's really good. I'm just not watch it. It's, yeah. it's really good. It's it's some really great storytelling. It, that, yeah. It's, it's Shonda, man. Story. Shout out to Shonda Runs, because I, 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 I only like how to get, get away with murder, but now she got me with this oh, You don't too. like Scandal? Oh, I see my mom watch Scandal. I never watch it with my mom. I only watch How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, bro, watch Scandal. All right. Well, then, you, think, you, think you, like, you think you like How to Get Away with Murder, and you think you like Grey's Anatomy, watch Scandal. That shit is flame. All right, I'm going to get a shot because I'm, I'm new to Shonda. And my last uh, suggestion for the anime peeps out there, n- new to Netflix, the, when, when it comes to anime, there's only certain one that when you say the name carries weight. Cowboy Bebop is one of those that has this groundbreaking, it didn't have a manga before, it was created just for, for anime. Watch Tanabe we did was incredible with Spike, Jet, and uh, Faye. There, now when it comes to everybody, when they think of mecha animes, people think of Gundam and that type of stuff, but Gundam isn't the one that changed the game. If you, if you want to ask, what's the uh, most groundbreaking non, the most groundbreaking mecha anime it's this, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Neon Genesis Evangelion was just brought back to Netflix. People are upset with the dub, but don't watch the dub. Watch the sub, and it's amazing. It was the show directed by Hideki Anno. It was just, it changed the game of, of uh, mech anime. It's about Shinji Ikari and his father and how these angels are coming down and destroying the earth, and the only thing that can stop them are the EVAs, and it's insane, man. Like, after Evangelion, mecha anime was changed forever. It set the precedent, and now it's on Netflix, all the movies and the TV show, and I've been watching it, and it is one of the best animes I've ever watched in my life. Dang, yeah, I definitely want to check that yeah. out. Yeah, no, and I'm not so. a big mech anime guy, and uh, if you ask me what's my favorite mech anime, I'd say the big O. But this one is so good. Like, this, it's getting me into mech animes. And now when I watch it, all I'm like, it's damn, I wish there was more. It's, it's, it's taking cues from Neon Genesis Evangelion. And now I get it, like the precedent that this said. And everything else has just been copying it. I gotcha. Yeah, so that's, yeah. That's, our, that's my movie on the rise, ladies and gents. All right, so is it time to talk about Toy Story? Yeah, man, let's talk about it. Yeah, man. Uh, I went in there and I I went to a new theater in New Orleans, one that was like eight minutes from my house, which was like hype, but also ended up being like not the greatest, greatest theater, theater set up. Mm. And so I was really worried at the beginning because I'm like, oh man, there's gonna be kids, there's gonna be like people, there's already people like talking and junk. Um, but the movie t- totally you know, carried me through it. Like, I was so 
from the beginning, like I said early on in the podcast, that scene where like the rain's falling and you see the house, and it's like pretty much just a flashback from their time with Andy. Yeah, I loved that. I loved starting the movie off that way. Um, I think it, you know, answered a lot of questions for people in Toy Story three, like why Bo Peep wasn't there. Yeah, it showed where she went. Um, I think it really kind of gave us an idea of where the movie was going. I was like, okay, so that obviously that's going to be a theme. Yeah, and see, I thought with Toy Story 3, the reason why I didn't think they needed the Toy Story 4 is because I thought it closed out the story perfectly, but we find out with this one, it closed out Andy's story. Woody yeah. still is conscious. Woody still has emotions. Like, now that he, he lost his purpose in life, Woody's trying to, like, really desperately be for Bonnie, but through, but through Bo Peep, we find out that your consciousness as a toy isn't just for this purpose of kids. No, your consciousness is for you to be happy. You're a nomad. You go from kid to kid, but it's about you trying to be happy with yourself. And that was a crazy message. Like, teaching right? kids to, like, be, find your happiness through yourself and not through other means. Yeah, that you can, your purpose doesn't necessarily tie you to... That, that life or whatever yeah. that happiness like you can find other directions trust in other people that you that you trust i don't know there's a lot of really great messaging messages in the beginning uh, throughout the whole film i think there's a, and it's not only just one i mean it touches on messages through told through woody told through the other doll in the antique shop through Ooh, she was crazy trying to take woody's voice box yeah that was that was a good villain. I love the uh, I love the goons because they were so creepy. It just it just felt like this was kind of like Toy Story's horror movie because it's like yes, you, you have the Annabelle s villain. You have these these creepy ventriloquist dolls that look straight out of Ghostbusters, like insane. Ooh. But shout out to Keanu Reeves's uh freaking the home evil can evil homie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He, he, uh, he was pretty funny. Yeah, what was it Duke? Duke um, New, uh, not Duke Nukem. It was uh oh man, because Duke Nukem Duke Danger. Movie. Yeah, Duke Danger or something like that. Something like that. But yeah, that was cool. Um, Keanu did did great, and I thought Keanu Peel did really awesome. Yeah, I was about to say I like Keanu. characters. They had some of the most hilarious stuff with like that whole cutscene, and and see like that was the thing that I really enjoyed about this movie. It was completely different than a lot of the what the things that Pixar does or that yep. the directions that Toy Story movies have taken. You know that cutscene deal with with them, uh, how they wanted the to attack humans. This might have been the funniest Toy Story movie. I yeah, I did really find it funny, but I, at the same time, I really felt like it was grounded and emotional, and every every minute of the film felt important and necessary. Even the stuff with Buzz, I, I was glad that we didn't get too nostalgic with like all of the old the old group, and it was very fixed on this new group, this new cast. Loved the story with Bo Peep and Woody, the whole idea of these lost toys and the world of Toy Story outside of being all about a kid. But sure. I'll say this, this was Woody's closing story. Do you think we'll get Buzz with Toy Story 5? Um, I think that that's interesting. I don't really think that it's necessary because at the beginning of Toy Story One, we do recognize it as Woody's Woody story. story. Yeah, it and is. So Woody's I think and Andy's. At, at the core of Toy Story, it really is Woody's story. So, so I think it's done. Uh, I, I kind of with you. I kind of hope it's done 
Uh, I, I mean, but to me, the best buzz thing is not in Toy Story. It's Buzz Lightyear Stalker Man. So they yes. need to bring that to Disney Plus to give Buzz new life. That would be amazing because that show was flawless. But in terms of Toy Story 4, like you said, I agree with everything. I thought the message in this was great. I thought Bo, Peep's, Bo Peep was the hero, underlying hero of this movie. I, this is definitely Woody's story. And I'm just appalled that Disney's going to be trying to sell forks that kids can make at their house. Oh, I didn't even mention Forky. I actually dug Forky. Forky was all right. Like, I, I thought he was going to be more of a crucial part. Which he I'm wasn't. Sure, yeah, which, which I guess, yeah, he was crucial. But I mean, I mean, like, he didn't steal as much screen time, which I was happy about. No, me too. Me too. I thought just, he was on there for the perfect amount of time. And, like, like, I got his jokes. And I thought the trash stuff was funny. I just, I'm just laughing at Disney selling to these kids of this generation a fork with googly yeah, eyes on it. A and, and some pipe and yeah and some, some pipe cleaners. Um, That's theirs. Yeah, you mentioned Forky and some of the new characters. They've actually I've watched an interview with some of the guys that worked on it, the directors, producers. And that they said that the only thing that they know that's going on past Toy Story Four is they're doing some shorts on Disney Plus with Forky and I think some of the other new characters. Oh, in Bonnie's house? Uh, not not Bonnie's house. Um, I think more of like some of the rogues. Oh, okay, okay. So which like, I like which I think is peelers and no, I mean I think like Bo Peep and oh, her, her little Polly Pocket friend and yeah. Okay, the so Commando the Bros, you know. Okay, for sure. Woody's new family. Yeah, Woody's new family, pretty much. Yeah. What up? What up? Is it you ready to rank? Oh, what up? What, what would you give this movie out of uh, to ten? Uh, I've seen a lot of ratings. I've I've seen. I thought it was pretty high on, on tomatoes. Real, real high, like a ninety-six or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd probably put it more at like an eight, eight point two, eight three. See, that's where I am at eight four solid. I'm giving it eight three, eight four. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I... I was completely floored by this movie. I walked out there. I was like, wow, I love this movie. I don't, uh, again, did I think it was needed? No. Do I think it worked and benefited the entirety of the story? I do. Yeah. You know, I, I agree with you. And we wrong, Pixar. You guys did us right. For every bad movie like Cars Incredibles, we get one of these, Incredibles 2, excuse me, and Cars 2 and when Cars 3. Not Cars One and Incredible. My man, trash and Cars and Incredibles. Those are I no. Like, I thought those, no, those, were good. Are, those are great movies. But for every Incredibles Two and Cars Three and Two, mate with Tomator, there's there's a good Toy Story Four in there. So shout out to Pixar, y'all did the damn thing. Let's uh rank these Toy Story movies. Uh, I mean, I can go from the bottom. Toy Story Two's on the bottom for me. I don't like that. Yes, movie. that's my bottom as well. Uh, I'm sorry for people who like Toy Story 2 out there. I don't like it. I don't like watching it. It's, it's not, not. Yeah, it's not for. It's not for me either. I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Well, yeah. No, no, I'm with you. Uh, honestly, n- number three for me is Toy Story 3. I didn't really vibe with it as much as everyone else did. Um, Ooh, see, I'm I didn't think it was good or powerful. I just at the end of the day, I was like, ah, eh, that's sad. It just didn't hit you. See, for me, this is where I put Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4 for me, I, like, I, I enjoyed the humor. It's one of the funniest Toy Stories ever, but and I'm glad we got Woody's story. But to me, Toy Story 3 comes in at number two. It was phenomenal for me. Toy Story 2, like you said, learning everything about Lotso Bear 
just closing out Andy's story, teaching them about uh, growing up and moving on. I just at that time in my life, it just resonated for me, even though it's a kid's movie. I was like, oh, this is a lesson that I need to learn right then and there. So that's why I, I, I put Toy Story 3 at number two. Yeah, from my number two, I I was really for a long time, time like, man, did I, did I like that movie that much? But no, I'm, I'm going to just thank Toy Story 4, number two. Yep, and, and number um, one for both of us, the OG. Toy Story 1. But I mean, like, I, put so to, I put Toy Story 4 so high because, you know, thinking about the, the future of me re-watching these movies, I'm going to be the most, most excited to watch Toy Story 4. I've, see, now if you ask me in, like, two years, the ranking might change because I got to see rewatchability. I think it's going to be tremendously rewatchable because it was really one of the only Toy Story stories that feels very standalone. Yeah, it really did feel – but, I mean, that's just post-trilogy. You know what I mean? It has yeah. to feel kind of standalone. Where yeah, number like, three feel like a tied-in story. Yeah, like you needed to know some of the facts from the past to understand Toy Story 4 – but it was, it was very much its own thing, and it, it kind of had its own tropes. It, it didn't play on old tropes, which, which I liked. Like I just thought, thought it was so fresh and new, but it still introduced those old characters. It still gets those old characters and the old themes. So, you can't watch Toy Story three without watching the first two. No, no, no. But Toy Story, Story four, you kind of can. You kind of can, yeah. No, you I agree. just really, you really need to watch like the first one to understand mm-hmm. Toy Story four. Pretty much. Uh, I guess yeah. yeah. I guess you know who Jesse is. Yeah. But you don't really know. And I would say you could just watch Toy Story three and kind of because you kind of need to know that they're going to Bonnie. Yeah, yeah, Bonnie. Yeah. But shout out, man. Good, shout, good for Toy Story. I, lo- uh, I love the scene with it where he goes to the kindergarten. Where yeah, it. that was pretty fun. My my favorite scene was like you said the cut scene with Keith. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. Where they beat up, they're trying to kill, kill that human. That shit was hilarious. Yeah, and like they did the first one, and I was like, okay, they did a cut cutscene, and then they did a second cutscene, and I was like, okay, funny, funny, and then they did a third cutscene, and I was rolling on the floor. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, no, Kim Deal killed killed it, and like this just makes me want to see them work together again doing comedy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But uh, that's but, that's uh, all I really got. Story for I mean, I'm interested to see what happens with shorts. Yeah, I'll check Disney them out. Plus. Disney yeah. Plus. I'll see what's up if people are talking about it. I'm ready for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And I'm ready for Spider-Man, man. I need a new superhero movie in my, my life. Even though it felt like Endgame, was, ha, Endgame wasn't really that far away. It just didn't. I don't think Endgame and Captain Marvel satisfied my superhero needs this year. Yeah, man. Endgame, didn't really, Endgame and Captain Marvel, I don't think, fully filled my superhero needs. And that really sounds like one of these. We're spoiled, but we are. Like, I'm, I need another good superhero film for the summer to keep me going. Like, Ant-Man kept me going after Infinity War, and then we got to Aquaman, so that was dope. Like, I need Spider-Man to carry me through till Joker to hold me over till next year. And then Star Wars to finish out the year. Man, people are forgetting about Shazam. Oh, yeah, Shazam! Yo, Shazam held it down. That was a good one. Shazam might have been my favorite. Like, that in... in well, see, Shazam might have been my favorite superhero movie of the year so far. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, you know, that's what I'm like, oh, you're just going to say Endgame and Captain Marvel? Like, I'm pretty good because, like, we had Shazam. I'm excited for Spider-Man now that I'm hearing it's so good and so well-received. Well, yeah, I'm uh, super excited for Spider-Man. Spider-Man's my, probably my favorite Marvel hero. Yeah, definitely. I Him and Wolverine. So, like, I'm excited for this shit, man. And then 
Like having Jake Gyllenhaal, I want to see how he did because he turned down Batman for this shit. So you better kill it, Jake, my guy, or I'm going to be yeah. talking shit. Uh, I've heard something that this is supposed to be the end of the MCU phase one. Well, no, this is the end of phase three. The beginning or, of the new, yeah. This is the end. Or, of yeah, the new, the end of the new, the end of the phase where we thought Endgame was the end of Phase Three. No, it's this, and then this so is this the start is the of the new phase. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a lot of spillover, but also its own thing. Uh, I've, I've, I'm, I'm convinced that MJ knows that he's. Peter Parker for most. Oh of the- well, I mean, I know something that I'll tell you off here. Well, I mean, they show in the in one of the more re- recent trailers I saw, or the trailer I saw last night. She's like, uh, they're having like a conversation about her, how she like how she doesn't like being carried, mm. and they're swinging through the webs or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, she obviously knows who she's talking to. Well, I'm not gonna say anything because I don't want to spoil nothing. All right, but anyway. But yeah, no, that that's pretty much. The show man episode 46 we're inching closer to the 50 i'm excited facts and, and pitch it is coming soon the league is almost built yeah um i'm excited to see how it all goes i definitely want to to get some listeners in the ring listeners and past guests oh we got a lot of past guests exactly like, this is mostly past guests and podcasters in the league. Now, if any listeners want to join, hit us up on Twitter. And, True facts, facts. And you can hit us up, hit me up at LynnBWT on Twitter or at Bros Who Think on Twitter. And be sure to check out the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. It was a really good one. We talked about, are aliens real? And a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> like, that was a, uh, I love that topic. So we're going to start doing more like that because... One of the hosts on the network do not believe does not believe in aliens, and some of us do, some of us don't. So check out to see who who does and who doesn't, and a whole slew of other stuff. Um, and tell people where they can find you on social media. Oh, I told them Lynn BWT on Twitter and at Birds You Think on Twitter. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah, yeah. And first thing, man. Well, Head you of the can game. you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashiebert fourteen. Uh, be sure to listen to, or not, or listen to everything on the Birds to Think Network and also to check out the stuff that we were talking about on the movie on the rise uh, Lynn remind them of the shows that you recommended for the uh, listeners Girls Incarcerated Season 2 new season of Grey's Anatomy as well as Neon Genesis Evangelion all those shows on Netflix yeah new movies coming out this week Ophelia and Yesterday and uh, if you're into the reality shows, check out Big Brother. Don't check out Steph Curry's Holy Moly, that junk yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit is. But if you need a good reality TV show that's not Big Brother and you're into, like, competition shows, check out MasterChef, the new season with Gordon Ramsay. Fire. Awesome. So that's going to end episode 46 of the Bros Who Binge podcast. Be sure to tune in next week on 4th of July weekend where we're going to be breaking down spider-man yep and i'm excited so we're definitely excited about that and we're excited to bring that to you next week and we're always excited to bring you this podcast so thanks again for listening and have a great weekend and as always keep it i think i'm going on